Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Well, shame on us. We didn't solve the offensive conundrum in the first half hour of the uh, first week of our, or the first day of our return to the work week here, Marty. Maybe we'll do better tomorrow. Well, uh, listen, I, I enjoyed a uh, Monday off here and there. It wasn't really off because we oh, had the game. Oh, yeah. No, but I, I texted the group yesterday. I said, Monday afternoons are meant for hockey. Like, I need this every week. I don't need some ho- holiday to, I, Monday afternoon hockey would be amazing. Mondays would be better forever. I, I, so here's the thing. I totally understand fans' frustration with where it's at right now. The Sabres are three games under 500. They're sitting, uh, you know, fourth last in the Eastern Conference right now at 52 points. They are five 12 lo- points Marty, back. Just, like, look at this tiny window. They lost five of six at home. Yeah, no, right now. yeah. So like I that, totally that, get you it. Re- you reverse that. Again, like, we can take the smallest little thing and reverse five it. Five and one. And boom, uh, they're in. <laughs> yeah, well, they'd be a lot closer, yes. Yeah. Um, but I got to give him credit. I mean, yesterday, I know it's Youth Hockey Day. Lots of kids in the arena, right, on this uh, President's Day and on, on this Monday at 1230. It was, the atmosphere was great. It, it mm-hmm. just, it, everybody goes home disappointing. And you add another loss to what has been a really tough season. And yes, everybody's going to be frustrated, disappointed. Add the adjective you want right there. But I saw so many kids at the game. That we're so excited for, you know, just to get a, a chance to to watch Ukopekalukan and, and to see Darlene and to see others, right? Perform. Mm-hmm. I, it was around the set, it was fun because people were enjoying their family time. It's a lot harder when you go home after the afternoon game and they lost to the Anaheim Ducks, right? That's definitely not a good feeling. No, and at the same time, the uh, you know, and we'll still try to hit uh, as much as we can around the league. And by the way shocking development from the commissioner's office. He has, he has affirmed Morgan Riley's five game suspension. Honestly, did you really think it was going to change? Well, no, but I, number one, I think the process is like a little flawed when you appeal to the commissioner. You know, what's flawed being as dumb as Riley after the incident. Anyway, I get it, but you know why they appeal, you know, why they appeal. Yes, because we need to stand up for the perpetrator's rights, not the victims. I know it's the ongoing dilemma that is the NHLPA. It's not a dilemma. It's basically, you know, there's so many suspensions that go like everybody says, why is this just a game? It should be five. Why is this like there's a there's a, a misunderstanding and and 
we've talked about it all the time on how suspensions and the, the department of player safety goes about doing their business mm. that when you appeal, it becomes basically a, an open case. And now the PA, uh, yeah. the player association get to see emails and texts and like uh, basically a breakdown of phone calls. How does the process work just to try to make it better? And tried to, and I don't think they didn't think it was going to be reduced from five to three or five to two. No, they probably knew it was going to stay at five, but at least they got a better understanding on how the process worked. And in the past, It's We have known that the process could be flawed at times. I don't know that it is flawed anymore, but it was, and they've definitely, okay. Despite the fact that I didn't think it was a five game suspension, I don't think that the process was flawed there. All right. We just wasted too many minutes on a team that has won five in a row without Morgan Riley. No one cares. It was dumb. Lawyers make money and we move on. Amherst yesterday afternoon in Toronto got a win. And let's quickly show you the goals. If you're watching on MSG, oh, yeah. they were able to get tied up thanks to Mason Yopson period number two. And that was on the power play. Remember, this was the Amherst coming off a really, really, really disappointing game on Sunday at home when Utica just pulled away and was able to you know, put up seven against the Amherst and it was a really quick turnaround and the Amherst were playing third time. Uh, was it? Yeah. Four. Remember, this is all part of the seven and yeah. 11. This was game four. Well, they survived the overtime session and Jeremy Davies with a net drive after a complete misplay by the Marley's netminder and defender Davies was unbelievable in his attack towards the goal, made a perfect finish with just seconds remaining in overtime and they win. Okay. So they beat the Marley's two to one. But the real story is the fact that Devin Levi yes. stopped 52 of 53. He is six, two and two now with the Amherst Marty. Take us into what you saw from Levi in this, uh, really, I mean, he was really at his best in period number three. Overtime was, oh my gosh, changed the format overtime boring. Like the Marlies held onto the puck forever, two and a half minutes, barely had any shot attempts. Amherst had the puck for over a minute, no shot attempts. Like it was just, it was painful to watch, but Levi was anything but during the course of regulation. So what Levi did in this game and what Levi has been doing in Rochester is we all know he has the athleticism, right? He does the splits, he can battle, but the best way to use your athleticism is in desperate moments, is in extreme moments. When you're under control in 90% of the game and 10%, you use your athleticism and you're going to battle that's going to set you apart. And that's what Levi did in this game. I mean, there was so many times where he was diving around on desperation, but it wasn't the original save. It wasn't the controlled save. There was a controlled save. There was a rebound and then there's a battle and using your athleticism. And, and what we saw to Levi at the start of the season at the NHL level was relying on that athleticism, despite, you know, and, and, At, despite what he should have done was using his structure. And now that he has more confidence, now that he has more experience and a little bit more of a feel for the speed of the game and the level of the game, mm -hmm. uh, you see a much more under control type goaltender. Yes. In a game where you have over 50 shots, you are going to need to make some crazy acrobatic saves, which he mm -hmm. did, but it's not the foundation of his game. And earlier in the season, I thought, Why is he trying to be spectacular all the time? That's not his game. Like yeah. in the college rank, you watch all of his saves, all of his games and whatnot. It's steady. It's structure. And then all of a sudden, the highlight one that you see is a split save on a breakaway on a two-on-one. But that's the, that's the extreme measure. 
What he did in uh, in in Rochester, well, in Toronto for the Rochester Americans yesterday was the ninety ten. That is the perfect recipe for his game. Uh, despite the fact that we're going to show you highlights of him diving around, but it wasn't the whole game. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'll tell you what, though, it was uh, it was wild to see the overtime for as boring, quote unquote, as it was because of the possession and not the shot attempts. I will say this. Jeremy Davies deserved to have the OT winner. He had an unreal block in the first yeah. minute of the overtime. And then Hildeby just got kind of complacent and unknowing as to where to place the puck for his defender. And the fact that Davies was able to split two defenders, read the play and take it to the goal was just so impressive. And what a, what a rush this is. And, and what a nice moment, um, you know, for the team. When Seth Appert talked to us last week, he said, and I don't think it was cliche in any way, but, you know, playing seven in 11 days and taking a mentality of treating it like a playoff series was really cool. And yeah. To see them rebound and and the playoffs, this is the like this is what playoffs are like. You can get your doors blown off one night and it doesn't matter. Wipe the slate clean, right? And so now they've won three out of the first four with three to you know three to go this week, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday with that finale against Hershey. And uh, I, I'm I'm just really impressed here by by how they've navigated this. So yeah, and, and without like and again without the... Yuri the last two games because you know. After yeah, he, he broke hurt. out of his his goalless drought, he got dinged up high and has yep. been out with an upper body injury day to day. I also like that Seth basically came out and said, Levi's probably going to play five out of seven. Like he, he can't play all seven. This is crazy playing seven and 11, but even five and 11 is a heavy schedule, right? It would be every other day for a week and a half and you play, you play, you play. And said basically said, no, Devin's going to go. I had a conversation with him. He's going to go. And what I love is that, uh, even in the post game when they gave him the uh, the eagle mask, right? Like he's got the biggest smile on his face. Like this is all part ah, of the. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. There's no crows, people. It's just that <laughs> eagle mask. But he um he he just he, he he who wouldn't be smiling after that game? Yeah, but I really feel that he's embracing that. And yeah. look now, you know, Comrie was sick yesterday, but Lukanen is playing a lot. There's going to be a, a time where two things. We're going to see Levi playing some games in the NHL again this season, in my opinion. And two, we're going to be seeing Levi, in my opinion, playing down the stretch in Rochester and into the playoffs. And that's going to be a really, really good thing to do. Well, that's what winning three out of four has done here. It has helped widen at least a little bit for the time being. The gap between their spot in third and seventh in the bottom. Of course, Utica was at the bottom and Utica was able to get that revenge game in on Sunday at Blue Cross. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating fight and the Amherst are, uh, definitely trending the right way as far as picking up points in the standings and who knows maybe they even knock down Syracuse at some point here they're five back right now with three ahead this week okay out of left field this should also be a new segment out of left field question for this day okay. before we take the break do you believe the Bruins will consider trading Linus Allmark at the deadline um look be honest with you, this is a uh, a bit of a bitter pill for me because I've been banging the drum all last year and last offseason that you know teams should have gone after Jeremy Swayman. Um, I do think that the Bruins will 
be making a decision at some point to trade Linus Olmark. I just don't think it's going to be at this deadline. He has another year left. Mm -hmm. And if something happened, like you're not going to replace him with something significant now that if something was to happen to Swayman, but you can do that in the offseason, you can do that next year. You have prospects, right? Goaltenders with Boston. So, but I think eventually the end for Olmark will come via trade. Um, with the Boston Bruins. He has a 16-team no-trade right now. His numbers are almost identical to Swayman's once again as far as wins-loss. He's just a little bit behind when it comes to goals against and save percentage, but not huge. The two of them have been excellent for the Bruins that you cannot deny. But what the reason this came up was because if you missed it yesterday, the Bruins and Stars went into a nine-round shootout, and the Stars had seven chances to win the game yeah. one on an ottinger save that they didn't get and then six straight rounds they could have closed out the shootout with a goal and could not beat swayman only to get denied at the end of evening it by one of the craziest non-goals you'll ever see in a shootout where it got behind swayman he kicked it and it trickled along the goal the line way. to the goal post and then did not go in it was miraculous but swayman absolutely earned that victory, regardless of how that last sequence ended, he was so poised, so impressive to watch against some of the best shooters Dallas has to offer. And that's kind of why I brought it up. Real quick, okay, we're going to so take I a let quick, quick this or that for you before we go to break. Um, Lena Solmark or Jacob Markstrom, who would you want? Oh, well, I would have to think about the team because it's not Boston. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm, I got Boston. No, 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 I'm my... saying, like, if you're trading for a goaltender, if you were looking for a goaltender, you're a team, you're. You know, you're New Jersey, for example. Yeah. And and you have both options. Well, at this point, either. I, I would take either. But <laughs> I'll, I'll provide more. Cl- I, I got to get to break, man. I'm on the hot seat. I'll, I'll give you a better <laughs> answer when we come back on Sabres Live. <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.